Hey everybody, welcome to the VR Gear Daily Podcast. Today we are doing episode 21 on the second day of March 2020. Let's get to it. We have three different stories we're talking about today. First, we will be talking about the coming, going, and recently added games to Viveport Infinity and uh, how that uh, store library and subscription library is really growing and is growing in the right way. Then we'll be talking about the Vive Pro I. It has two new bundles available for purchase. And uh, what is Vive doing exactly with the price cuts? Um, and lastly... We'll be talking about the Game Developer Conference of 2020. It has been postponed, not canceled, but postponed to later in the summer. All of that and more in episode 21 of the VR Gear Daily Podcast. All right. Thanks, Paul. That was a great intro. And yes, I'm back. Back and better than ever. Long, relaxing weekend of responsibilities. Um, But now we can get back to what's really important, which is episode 21 of this outstanding vr gear daily podcast so you had a good vacation in wuhan right uh and uh yeah we went there and what we did with the kids is we just went to every single meat market we could uh find that was still open in wuhan china uh and we just sampled everything just good like costco and costco samples you know they sell bat and camel meat there so that's where um but glad to be back symptoms shouldn't set in for another but you're still contagious so yeah well We'll see. We'll see. When I'm not, I'm not getting tested, and I'm not telling anyone either. All who, right. So who wants a hug? Okay. Vive for Infinity uh, had a busy February, and March is going to be pretty busy as well. Uh, we're just going to go through the list of games coming to Infinity in March to get you excited before we uh, change the mood and talk about the games leaving. Actually, there's only one right now, but Mark, well, I think it's one of the best titles on Viveport. Well, I, I, you know, when we started the Viveport Infinity subscription, I guess we assumed titles would come and go, but mostly I was hoping titles would only come and not go. But come on, seriously. like, But to their credit or to, in their defense, no one's going to buy titles if they just add all of the good titles to the subscription. True. But also, no one's going to join the subscription if it doesn't have any good titles. So it's kind of an interesting situation. They have to have a really good mix, or else no one's going to sign up. This is true. And so for the games coming in March, uh, you have Honor and Duty D-Day by Strange Game Studios. Wait, okay. Uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's a D-Day landing in World War II. It's just a big team deathmatch Uh not Call multiplayer. Of, Call of Duty? Yeah. Oh, it's 30, Fort, Fortnite VR. Yeah, kind of. Up to 32 players per match. So it's like a third of Fortnite. And then... Well, that's like 90% of all VR, uh, like, real-time players. Like, 32, yeah. You get 32? You have to get some crazy buy-in to get a full all game. All 32 live VR game gamers. And then... Uh, awesome. Memoria Stories of Lagarma by Overlat. Soul Axiom Rebooted by Wales Interactive. The Morrigan by The Pixel Mine, who has a few good games on Viveport right now. Stumper by 13th Floor. Music Escape by 2049 VR. So none of those titles are, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Big time, I guess? or well, Yet, I mean, yeah, now. now yeah, this, this, huge this is just traction. the start of them. This is amazing. And then the games recently released that 
uh, I, actually, we talked about this one. I, I did. Well, you were gone on Friday. Museum of Other Realities. That's nineteen ninety nine on Steam. But if you sign up for Viveport, you get it for free. It's, and it's, it's, it's called Museum cool. of Other Realities. Yeah, so it's an interactive gaming uh, creation app. So it's like Google Tilt Brush, but um, better is what I said on Friday. And it holds true. You can create in there. You can uh, share what you want to share. You can keep what you want to keep. And well, what kind of things? Okay, let's talk about this for just one more moment. Museum of Other Realities. It's a... Uh, Man, like you, you create exhibits almost, but they're interactive exhibits that people get to view, experience. Yeah, and then the add to maybe. Yeah, well, not really. And then the developers get to choose what's inside the museum for the hour for the day, but uh, and then they have those, as you can see on the website, the exclusive um, artists that are consistently populating the museum. It's a pretty cool app. You know, uh, I guess two different things. Um, we just both of the. Titles we talked about, the D-Day one and now this one. Uh, the, the game developers are assuming like high, high volume, high traffic, like high user engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, how, how close are we to having that type of critical mass in, in VR? Because if you jump into a game of, let's just say Fortnite again, like there's going to be at any given time of day people there. Like Call of Duty, same thing. Like right. there's a bunch of games online and and also just like digital experiences where you have enough people to have the game be populated with real people not just bots so this one this art gallery thing um if they limit exhibit time to like an hour maybe hardly anyone will ever see it unless they're they're seeing like really massive traffic i mean this all goes back to number of headsets on the market number of like times they turn their headset on and use it and steam has all this data right uh and then Specifically, like how much are they spending? How much time are they spending in this particular app versus all the other ones? Because mm-hmm. you you can't be in more than one app at a time. So if I'm going to go spend an hour in VR on a daily basis, I got to kind of pick and choose. Even though Viper Infinity has hundreds of titles, I'm going to pick and choose which ones I'm going to do. And so you got to have such enormous uh, number, like a, such a high number of people that are are doing VR that are able to jump into these experiences and then you cut that into a fraction and then that fraction how interested are they in this specific title and are they engaging with it right Right. that goes to both of these the museum as well as this D-Day 32 player multiplayer deathmatch online real time thing right Mm -hmm. I don't know what what, what do you think like are we there yet where well this game so it was in early access for eight months I think and it saw tons of growth it has a big community behind it wait which one specifically museum the museum one got it uh it had tons of followers when it launched this 1.0 update and it came out of early access last Friday or I guess it was last Thursday it was the top selling game on Steam for the weekend I believe so it there people there are people that want to play it and getting it for free with Viveport Infinity it's a pretty big deal. So this is a big one. It just came out on Viveport, so you should go check it out. And then the next one that also came out not as big is Bizarre Barber. Um, you just kind of cut hair in VR. It's a little different because you don't have scissors in your hands. Wait, one of those Bizarre. Games. Well, wow, that's awesome. Is it just regular scissors, or what are you what are you using to cut hair with? Anything really that you would cut hair with. I don't think it's like a. Pickaxe. Oh, you know what the cover art for this podcast should be that guy on uh it's stan lee in thor ragnarok where he's about to cut thor's hair 
Oh, with like the knife or whatever? Like, yeah, please, sir, don't cut my hair. <laughs> right? right? And he's got like Edward Scissorhands hands or whatever. Like he's got this really crazy blade looking thing. Yeah, like he spins. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's, hopefully that's exactly what this game offers. I don't think Bizarre it is. Bizarre Barber? But we'll, we'll have to see. And now the last thing on this story, uh, Viveport Infinity is getting rid of a game. But it's one of the best uh, games on Viveport right now. Sorrento VR. This is a futuristic VR um, ninja-styled game where you can run on walls and teleport quick and have six different weapons at any given time. It's a pretty fun game, uh, but it, it's leaving. So if you want to download it before it goes and play it, you can. If you put it into your library and the game leaves, do you still get to play it? Sadly not, unless you buy it. Yeah. Well, I think we bought that for the quest. We did buy it for the quest. Yeah, we have it for the quest. So, yeah, that's a fun game. That's the last one. Uh, that's leaving anytime soon. So that's that first story. We're going to transition over to the Vive Pro I. All right. You know what? We talked all about Vive Pro I last week. No, Vive Pro, the Vive Cosmos, like an insane amount. That is, I, they're on a, a tear right yeah, now. Yeah, they really are. Or maybe they're like, no one pre-ordered the Cosmos. Uh, let's let's uh, generate some news around the Vive Pro I now. Like, what are we doing? Like, how many different configurations? Dude. What What is this? Why, I, I don't why even care. Know. So the original Vive Pro I... Okay, let, let's do a little history lesson. History lesson. The Vive... Original Vive headset came out in 2016. The Vive Pro came out in 2018. And then in June of 2019, it got its third upgrade to the Vive Pro I with eye tracking, infoviated rendering, and uh, gaze detection. Okay. And that has been on the market since June, like I said, and it originally came out for $1,600 for the controller, the base station, and the headset. Uh, now, they have two different bundles that you can buy the Vive Pro I with, and those are the Vive Pro I Office and the Vive Pro I Office Arena. So the Vive Pro Office is going to be $1,600, the same price as the original headset, but it's now going to come with uh, the new enterprise-level warranty and uh, on-site and services really so you can send the headset in if it's breaking or you can have someone come out to you and fix it if it's breaking or something broke and that's all that's going to come with it so i guess it's the same price as the headset plus a warranty so how much is the warranty then if you're just that's crazy well technically it's free okay but but that would be assuming the headset never took a price cut which it kind of did and then you go to the vipro office uh vipro i office arena and this is for a bigger office, or if you are interested in starting up a VR arcade, it's going to cost $2,300, but you also get the warranty and the services with Steam VR 2.0 stations and a 20-meter fiber cable for distant playing, I guess. Holy smokes. Okay. Well, uh, 60 feet. Think about the logistics of that, though. 60 feet of cable. It's, like, taller than me. I know, but even though the cable's that long... you. How do you feed it to the different locations? I, I would love to see some sort of, like, contraption where, yeah, maybe you can drop this thing into the center of a big arena, but you're still tethered to where the, the cable first leaves the arena, right? It comes from your head, goes right. up into whatever, um, you know, uh, framework you've got to hold that cable. But then, like, you're still, whatever the distance is from your head to that first little connector loop. Right, and that's really all you get, or else if you go too much, then it's just going to be hitting you in the back. Well, it was, uh, this is interesting. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you would need fiber feet? to go 60 feet of, you know, high high bandwidth, low latency cable. Great. Right. Fiber, smart move. But 
now I'm, you know, 60 feet away from whatever the, I guess, a really powerful PC, but do I need to be 60 feet away? It, I, maybe, maybe they also solved the cable issue where, I mean, feeding the cable to different locations because, of, like I said, if the cable comes down to the middle of like a 60 foot by 60 foot gaming arena mm-hmm. and you're standing there in the middle, you're tethered in the head, then, then what? I, don't know. I mean, like you start walking toward one of the corners, like how does the cable follow you? You're screwed. That's what happens. You are so screwed. You're you know what so would have been great is if they would have just provided the uh, wireless, wireless adapter, adapter for this price. I don't know if that works Pro-I. Why it wouldn't should. it? Why wouldn't it? It should. Are you talking about like bandwidth? I mean, if they're using the 60 gigahertz. So, I mean, we, we saw this demoed at CES. Intel had, and, and they were like using Vive Pro headsets with the wireless adapter. They were, they were saying, look, we have this 60 gigahertz, uh, like it's Y-gig, Wi-Fi stuff, super high bandwidth, low latency. And if you're um, sitting in the middle of an arena with an unobstructed view of the router, you shouldn't have an issue, you know, beaming back and forth all this data. Yeah, battery life becomes an issue, but I would do that trade-off any day of the week. Just give me a couple battery packs. Like when you fly a drone, you're like, mm-hmm. fly, fly, fly bring it down, switch battery, and then you're back up in a second. Right. Same with this. Play, 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 swap battery, keep playing, right? But and that that would justify the $2,300 you're spending on this headset. Well, they must be charging for the cable. Jeez. But I, I, I mean, feeding the cable, it just seems like a problem. Well, think, so the SteamVR tracking stations, for two of them, it's $200. So there's $1,800. So they're really saying this uh, cable is worth $500? $550. Jeez, I really dude. hope there's some sort of rig that comes with it. Because like I said, it, feeding a cable into the center of a 60-foot by 60-foot arena and then expecting them to be able to walk, where are they going? Dude, I, I don't understand. Well, maybe 30 feet by 30 feet. Yeah, I don't know. What, like, what do you mean? It, yeah, you have new bundles. Like, Are you just trying to get them off your shelves? Like, We don't understand. Uh, this, is, this is just market research. They're trying to the, – yeah. No. Was it price elasticity, the sense, price sensitivity of the uh, – the market, they want to know what feature combinations will get the highest volume of sales. Not That's these. fine. They're, they're, they can do this. That's fine. Maybe there's going to be some special magical combination. They're going to get everyone to buy either the Cosmos or the Vive Pro I or something. But Or something. That cable, 550 bucks. Fantastic. I will say, though, that the eye tracking, awesome. Foveated uh, rendering, outstanding. The... Um, the pass-through, great idea. Like, all this stuff is encouraging. They still have the same uh, Vibe Pro controllers that uh, the Vibe Pro and the Vibe Pro I before this update had. Nothing new there. And the 2.0 lighthouses, which, again, if they had 3.0 lighthouses, and who knows what those are, and maybe they don't exist. Maybe they're, you know, in, in the back rooms of some lab. But if they had 3.0 lighthouses that could do what the... Um, uh, the Xbox Connect used to be able to do, where it's like could track basically you. track you without you having to wear any special gear, or what the the, the front facing uh, face ID on the uh, iPhone can do. If they had that kind of thing in the Lighthouse Lighthouse three point uh, then we're then we're talking real awesome stuff, right? Right. Right. Then all you need to do instead of pushing tracking data back and forth, you just you know push your display and then you uh, have your your sensors connected to your computer somehow i don't know but nothing 
terribly impressive here except for just new bundles of the same old stuff. Right, yeah. it's nothing new. It really isn't, and it's, I don't know, like if you're in the market for a headset, I don't know if that's the one you're going with. Anyway. Well, I did, oh, real quick, this is important. I did find that picture of Stan Lee uh, in Thor Ragnarok about to cut Thor's hair. Right. I mean, look at look how terrifying that is. Oh, geez. That's coming out of his hand. Yeah, dude. He 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 is a barber. Like, you know how um, uh, pirates get their hand replaced with a hook? Right. He gets his hand replaced with, with a whole yeah, barber set. Basically, yeah, barbershop. The whole barbershop in his right arm replaced his right hand. Jeez, that's terrifying. I don't know what, what good does that do. It's going to no, cut his head off. No, I mean, he is uh, he's a god with a lowercase g. Mm-hmm. Is. I mean, you got to have some pretty powerful blades. Well, to cut speaking of which, that gave him a great haircut. Like, he looked fantastic he, when it was done. The worst part was when your wife saw him. What? I know. Nah, we don't talk about that. I know. It was an awkward scene. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what's the next story here? Oh, <clears throat> oh, uh, sickness. Yeah, corona. Corona, uh, <laughs> the, the COVID-19 is causing disruptions all up and down the tech industry. Real and virtual. Virtual, real. Like, I went to Costco the other day. Everything was off the shelves. I'm like, I don't know, guys. It's kind of like the regular flu. No. The, but, the, the, you like, got to be careful. The, like, I, I, I have my bunker stacked with all the things. Reese's all the necessities. Puffs and Reese's Puffs. Uh, marshmallows. Oh, that sounds for delicious. For s'mores. Um, Firewood, obviously, in your basement. To burn inside of the yeah, house. Yeah, that's what I'm keep, saying. Keep things warm. And a a ton of VR games. And Pop-Tarts. Yeah, because you don't need anything else. But the news here is that COVID-19, again, is causing problems. GDC is not canceled. Gladly, fortunately. Like, honestly, we got to just figure out. How, you know how they scan people at the airport to see if they got, like, metal or weapons with them? Right. They should just scan people at these conferences to make sure they don't have COVID with them, COVID-19 with them. And then if they do, say, like, oh, look, you got to do a pat down. Or we're going to put you in one of those, like, hazmat suits, and you have to breathe through an air tank the entire time you're at this, this event. Or just don't come. And then everyone else that's healthy, can they just wander around as they would like to. That way we don't have to cancel stuff anymore. Well, they just scan people when they walk in. They don't want to do that. And it takes 25 hours to get the test back, sadly, which I learned yesterday doing some research on it. But when they were testing you. Yeah, when they tested me, it took 25 hours. But uh, <laughs> So there's been a lot of big companies that pulled out of this, uh, pulled out of the uh, game developer conference already. Um, and now they're just like, you know what? Screw it. We're not even going to hold it right now. We are going to wait. Um, but this is where the Oculus Rift S was revealed. This is where the PlayStation Virtual Reality plans were revealed. This is where the PSVR price and the uh, release date were revealed. And this is where a lot of big gaming uh, developers come and show off their new VR ideas. So it's kind of a big deal that this has been postponed. So what uh, the organizers are doing is they're providing YouTube streaming options for uh, smaller companies that don't have as big a following to stream through the global, uh, or excuse me, the Game Developer Conference YouTube so they have a larger audience. And if they don't want to do that, uh, they can, re- like, t- like uh, companies like Facebook and Epic, they probably won't go that route because they have a big enough following where if they release something, they're going to get a lot of uh, traffic about it anyway and a lot of people talking about it. But... Uh, yeah, so 
the conference is organizing that. So these companies still have a platform. They're still going to be doing that the same dates. That'll be the 15th and the 16th. But uh, as for like Facebook, Unity, uh, Epic, you can expect them to start releasing whatever they're going to release within the next couple of weeks. Yeah, that's uh, reasonable. And I think that if you have a digital product that can be digitally delivered, uh, why would you stop, right? I mean, you're not manufacturing... Well, I mean, you might be using Teams uh, globally, but you're not manufacturing in some of these uh, hotbeds of COVID-19. You're... I mean, what, Epic Games? What are they, South Carolina or something like that? So just keep... Keep on keeping on and uh, release your digital products. Tell us all about the cool new stuff because we really want to play, uh, you know, cool VR games. Mark, I have we a really want to play you. VR Fortnite. I have a question. Yes. Do you think, so the Valve Index has not been able to be shipped out in almost four months now. Jeez. If you had a Valve Index before those four months, you're going to get Half-Life Alex for free. Okay. So as of right now, they have no one with a Valve Index that has to pay for Half-Life Alex. Do you think the lack of production of the headsets is going to impact the release date of the game? Could you see Valve pushing that back? Well, you're kind of thinking about, uh, you know, a splash release by having a bunch of sales. Um, and the, the only people that will be paying for this game are the Rift S people. That's it. Those are the only people. Because, I, well, and the Vive, Vive Pro. Well, yeah. But Vive Cosmos. So, so we own a Valve Index. Like, we're not even going to have to pay for this. I know. I'm fact- so where are all their sales going to come from? Because they were supposed to come from selling the headset, and in turn, after they get that $1,000 from the consumer, they'll get an extra 60 But now it seems like they're missing out on all of that. Well, bummer. I mean... Do you think they'd push it back to... Why would they push to- it back, though? Why? Well, well if... Let, let's okay. Let's say I'm super excited. If we didn't have a Valve Index, we pro I at least I wouldn't buy Half Life Alex until I get a Valve Index. And if they're not going to be shipping them out until August, I might kind of forget about Half Life Alex and maybe just buy that new Medal of Honor game. Like, th- well, okay, fair enough. But you know what? I don't think they're going to push it back. There's too much pressure. You know, yeah, Val- I agree. Valve, there is a lot of pressure. Valve delays things all the time, and now they're. What are they going to blame the the COVID nineteen for Half Life Alex, which was, you know, designed exclusively in their studios? I mean, seriously. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't know what no they're going to do. No confirmed cases in their staff. I mean, I don't know. If that's no true confirmed right. cases of staff. Of uh, no 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 confirmed cases of COVID nineteen at, at the Valve headquarters. So yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I I don't see them pushing it back either, but I do think it'll be interesting to keep an eye on because a lot of where their sales are going to come or were going to come from don't seem like they're going to be coming from anymore. Well, because they can't figure out how to build their headset. You know, it's funny. Like, I just saw this morning. Here's an example of of people that know how to do supply chain. Uh, especially in the face of disaster and people who don't. I just saw this morning that AirPods Pro that was sold out all of December is now back in stock in a lot of different places, right? right? Like that's that's pretty significant. Now, the reason that they're able to do that, Apple is able to do that is because they have withstood disaster after disaster that could have crippled their supply chain year after year. You remember the, Je- the Japan uh, earthquake? Yeah. Everyone in the tech industry, like were brought to their knees and at that same time Apple released like three different products and they just 
you know, diverted their supply chain uh, suppliers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they shifted the um, the quantities coming from each supplier to ones that weren't in that earthquake zone, and they were fine. They're just super nimble like that. Now, my guess is that these other people, and maybe this is the right thing to do because the volumes aren't, you know, two hundred million a year like Apple does with their products, but. They are probably, you know, single source with their contract manufacturer. There's probably one facility in one country and they are just hosed. They can't right. they can't gear up to assemble these things somewhere else. They can't redirect all of their volumes to different suppliers that are in countries where COVID-19 is not there. So, but you look at companies who really know supply chain, example is Apple, they are able to continue production. They're able to mitigate their losses and ramp up in places where there isn't the disease, right? And so maybe all of these VR headset manufacturers can, you know, take a lesson and say, mm-hmm. hey, we, we got to figure out how to have, have a more robust, more resilient supply chain. If they don't, then the whole world's like, man, we can never build anything ever again because people <laughs> get sick in Asia. Great. We're going to have to build manufacturing facilities only in the United States. Like that's an extremist view. But we all know that's not going to happen because – the best thing to do, ideally, is to build and assemble closest to where the customers are. If you can't do that, then you build as much of it as you can in one place and then ship. But uh, you know, the stage development, uh, diversifying who is in your supply chain and where supply comes from, it's an art form. Apple's mastered it, and uh, you know these other you know gadget and gizmo and electronic manufacturers should take note and and try really hard to. Uh, think about these things before they happen. Like you don't know when a disaster is going to happen. So you can't be like, oh, what's our disaster plan? It's like, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what the disaster is because we have a plan. Right. Not what's our disaster plan. It's just like our, we are executing in a way that a disaster could happen and our plan accounts for it. And if it doesn't happen, great, uninterrupted. But if it does happen, we're fine as well because we planned we diversified. We made deals in a whole bunch of different geographies so that we didn't go down. Right. So that people could get Half-Life Alex for free. Like us. And no one else gets it. But nobody else gets it now. That's that's tough. Anyway, all right. Well, that's – yeah, there's not as much to talk about there. I mean, like, obviously, whatever they were going to release at the Game Developer Conference, all these big companies, they're still going to release it. They're still going to reveal it. But uh, expect it at a different, uh, different time frame for each company. <laughs> go to every single company's uh, website. And just constantly hit refresh. Uh, and hit refresh. That's what we're Go doing. Go to our website and hit refresh 1,500 times. Um, no, it, so uh, that's all we got today. Yeah, yeah that's it. That is it. it that is episode 21 for the VR Gear Daily News Podcast with your host, Mark, and your host, Paul. Thanks for listening. Hit subscribe, and we will send you more awesome daily podcast from VR Gear. See you tomorrow.